Are you ready for the message? Today, I want us to talk about divine response. Divine response. I want us to talk about divine response. I want you to understand this God that we serve responds. This God that we serve responds. Whether that response you call it an answer to prayer, a kingdom manifestation, whether you call it a miracle, whether you call it a move of God or the power of God, whatever it is, it is a kingdom response. This is from 2 Chronicles chapter 20, verses 1 to 24. I will read it very fast. We will go about it very fast and we will be able to hear the word of the Lord. I want to repeat again before I start reading the Bible that your God answers prayer. Our God answers prayer. Our prayers to God are not in vain. Prayers are not. Prayer is not a fut- an exercise in futility. Your prayer matters before God. Your prayer counts before God. Your prayer is effective. Your prayer is a weapon against the enemy. And worship to God. And therefore, there is always and there will always be a kingdom response to your prayer. And I want you to have faith in God because he answers prayer. The Bible says uh, in uh, the book of Second Chronicles 20 and verses 1, I will read the first five verses as an introduction. And then I will go to 6 to 9. And then I will go to verses 10 to 13. Then I will go to verses 14 to 17. And then I will go to verses 18 and 24. And I will finish preaching. The Bible says it happened. Because it always happens. Amen. Are you ready? It happened after this. After a season of sorrow. After a season of pain. A season of loss. Bible says it happened after this that the people of Moab with the people of Ammon it's like talking about the people of Uganda and the people of Tanzania and the people of Burundi or Rwanda the Bible says it happened after this that the people of Moab with the people of Ammon and others with them besides the Ammonites came to battle. They came to battle against Jehoshaphat. Jehoshaphat is the king of Judah, the people of God, ruling from Jerusalem, the eternal capital of God. It happened after this that the people, verse 1 again, that the people of Ammon, in other words, the Ammonites, like the Tanzanians, and the people of Moab, Moabites. I'll give you their current names today because those nations exist as neighbors to Israel even today and they are hostile neighbors to Israel. They came to battle against Jehoshaphat. Give me verse 2. And the Bible says, Then some came and told Jehoshaphat, saying, A great multitude is coming against you from beyond the sea, that is the Mediterranean Sea. That is where Syria is. That is where the 
the people. That's where all the enemies of Israel are. And it says, they came, a great multitude is coming against you from beyond the sea, from Syria. And they are in Azazon Tama, which is called Engedi. The Bible says, and Jehoshaphat feared and set himself to seek the Lord and proclaimed a fast throughout all Judah. Jehoshaphat feared and set himself to seek the Lord. We have been seeking the face of the Lord as a church, as families, and as individuals, and proclaimed a fast throughout Judah. Verse, the next verse says, So Judah gathered together and asked help from the Lord, and from all the cities of Judah, they came to seek the Lord. The next verse 5, the Bible says, Then Jehoshaphat stood, like I am standing today, he stood in the assembly of Judah and Jerusalem in the house of the Lord, and we are in the house of the Lord before the new court. Verse 6 is very key to verse 9. This is what he did. When Jehoshaphat stood before the children of Judah, before the children in Jerusalem on the outer court of the temple, the way I'm standing here before you, this is what he did. He started, number one, you write down, he started reminding God of what he has been to them. And Jehoshaphat stands before the children of Israel and the first verses 6, 7, 8, and 9, he reminds God of his faithfulness. He reminds God of his promises. He reminds God of how faithful he has been. And the Bible says, he said, Oh Lord God of our fathers. Look at this conversation. Are you not God in heaven? He's still the God of heaven. And do you not rule over all the kingdoms of the earth? He is still in charge. And in your hand... Is there not power and might is still the almighty God so that no one is able to withstand you? He begins by telling God, you are God alone. From the time, from the, from the time when time began, you have been God. He tells him, Lord, our God. No, let's, let's go together, the, the verse six. He says, oh Lord God of our fathers, he begins by challenging God to rise up to his occasion, to the occasion and defend his name. Our God is a defender of his name. Our God is a defender of every single promise and prophecy that he has given you. He watches over his word to fulfill it. Your God will not begin by failing with you and me. He has never failed and is not going to fail with us today. He tells him, oh Lord God of our fathers, are you not God in heaven? And do you not rule over the kingdoms of the nations? And in your hand is there not power and might? And he says, so that no one is able to withstand you. Let me tell you, it doesn't matter how many enemies are chasing you. They will scatter in seven ways. They will scatter in seven ways. And the person to scatter them in those seven ways is not you. It is your God who will give you a divine response. He says in verse 7, let's move on. He continues as he stands before you, before God. Are you not our God? And today I say, Jehovah is our God. 
Jehovah is the God of destiny. The God of heaven is the God of destiny. The God of heaven is your God. The God of heaven is your God. And he has never changed. He is not against you. He is for you. He is with you. He walks with you. He walks with you. He walks with you. He is the God of your family. And he's the God of destiny. Are you not our God who drove out the inhabitants of this land? Let me tell you something that God doesn't, God cannot sit. Is when you remind him of who he is and what he did. And tell him to do it again. When you remind God who he is. The presidents of this nation. Let me use our president in this country. When people want their road to be tarmacked. When they want to have electricity, if they have never had electric in their, in their area, in their villages, they just pray for the president to visit. Because number one, if the roads are in bad shape, the caterpillars and the road graders will come three days before the presidential visit and every road will be graded. Have you seen that? They know their roads will be graded and there will be water tankers coming there and rollers making sure that the president will drive on a good road. Now, then they also make some choirs even if they are for that day. They never exist another day. They gather the women together and the youth together and they come and tell the, they sing a song praising the president, reminding him of what he has done for seven years of his rule. And they tell him, you are the president. Then their political representative, whether the, MP, the member of parliament or the, the count, what, what do you call them, the MCS, or the, the one of the leaders stands up and says, Mr. President, your children have sung to you. They have praised you in their songs. And now we want to ask you kindly, your honor, Mr. Your Excellency, Mr. President, that you can consider giving us electricity in our area because we still use the, 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 the kerosene-powered lamps. And we want, uh, there's no development here. We cannot have industries or even light industries because we don't have electricity. And because you have praised him, for making sure that BBI has come. You have praised him for tarmacking all the kilometers of roads in the country in his seven years. You have also praised him for being a man of peace and a mean a man of development. Guess what he says? He stands up and says, Where is the minister of energy? And whether Kater Kater has gone out or not, he will have to come running. And he stands up, the minister of energy, and he says, In the next one month bring a report to my office that these people have received electricity. And Cattell says, yes, sir. The minister of energy says, yes, sir. The following Monday, whether they get all the trucks from the other regions in the country, they empty the offices of Kenya Power, there will be people installing what? Come on. There will be people restoring and installing electricity. And not one month, one week. There will be light. If there is something that touches the heart of God is when you remind him who he is and what he has done. How many of you have something to thank God? Something that God has done for you. Remind him constantly. Remind him. 
Remind him what he has done. As you desire him to do something today, tell him you have been with me, Jehovah God. I can fight what is ahead of me because of what I fought that is behind me. Remind him of what he has done to you. You gave me school fees when I didn't have school fees. You gave me, you healed me from malaria or corona. You healed me from this and that. And tell him, Lord, even this malaria that I have now, I ask you to heal it. That will be the end of that sickness. Jehoshaphat knew the secret. He says, are you not our God who drove out the inhabitants of this land before your people Israel and gave it to the descendants of your friend forever? Are you not the one who gave us this land? That time there are kings that are coming to fight them. The kings are on the way coming with their mighty armies and Jehoshaphat is busy reminding God of what he did. Stop looking at what the devil is doing today. Look at what God has done. And then look at what the enemy is doing. And tell the enemy, the same God who gave me victory over this. And that will give me victory over this. <laughs>